When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hi. Uh, we need to change our reservation from four to three. <laughs> 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 All right, we've got you back down for three. We'll okay. see you at eight. <laughs> we'll see you at eight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, nah, that's something I can... <laughs> See, like, why can't they make movies like that? Hello and welcome to the Confused Breakfast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? Uh It's hard to beat the modern era in streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your couch. But there was something truly special about grabbing your girlfriend, heading to Blockbuster, picking out a movie by hand, and taking it home to watch together in the comfort and warmth of your house. You know, how a date really should be, not climbing a mountain where she's going to die. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magic air to see if they still move us the way they did as kids i'm your host mike schulte joining me as always two dudes with a tighter bond than brett and evan sean Pryor and aj vents how the heck are you <laughs> don't say that word man i hate that word man even for other people i hate when other people are even work i can't even think about the word work i can't even be in the same car with somebody who's thinking about going to work you mean you're going to get up? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Whatever, cheesehead. Pretty accurate description <laughs> of Colorado still to this day. <laughs> Let's just hit the slopes and shred Marty. Oh. Well, boys, on today's episode, we discuss a movie nominated for three Oscars, losing all three to Jurassic Park. Every, everybody... That year. (laughs) Well, yeah. If you were nominated, you lost to Jurassic Park. A movie that taught us all how cool mountain climbing was. Sly Stone's first big box office hit of the 90s after a series of disappointing movies. A movie that Sly Stone said was in his top three most ripped physique movies of his career. We are, of course, talking about 1993s. We'll be right back. Uh, It's a cliffhanger. uh, Damn, dang it. Ladies and gentlemen. It's time for another nostalgic journey to the past. And they say we're the bad confused at this. breakfast. Yeah. Sit back, relax, and enjoy wherever you are in the world. Take it away, boys. 
Well, if you are new to this podcast, we're going to be reviewing Cliffhanger scene by scene with a modern eye. But in order to do that properly, we must first discuss it with pure nostalgia. We're going to start with Sean on this one. Sean, tell us the first time you saw it, what you remember, and what your nostalgic rating is was. Basement VHS is baby. You Boy. know it. You love it. I loved it. Um, this was just me and my friend in elementary, Jordan. Shout out, Jordan. Sponsor us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we would we would just like uh, hang out all day and, and play army outside, and then we'd come in and watch movies. And this was one of them. Um, all the Stallone movies, love them. Like this, this is bar none one of the best ones that we watched. Uh, watched it all the time. Could give it a nine and a half. Nine and a half from the Shawners. AJ, what about you, man? Um, you know, I love that. I love that you would go outside and play army. We were so uncreative <laughs> about things. We used to go out and play guns. And that was just what you did. <laughs> Can we think of a more creative name? No, nope, we're play children. Guns? Yeah, let's go, let's play, go guns. play guns. Yeah, I've got one. Okay. How do you play guns? Uh, you just run around with guns. They're yep. fake. Yes. I promise. <laughs> Bang! I got you. No, you didn't. <laughs> that's how, and that's how you play guns. That's yeah. how you play guns. Love Anyways, it. guys, cliffhanger. Um, <laughs> I left you on a cliffhanger there. Another one. Oh. I welcome to um, my irrational fear of heights. Yep. Here we go. I don't think it's so irrational. For, for whatever reason, um, I we this was on a TV in my existence when I was still in single digit age. And <laughs> I think that's the worst decision you could maybe make as a caretaker mm-hmm. at that point. Don't know who it was. Probably one of my brothers it was just like, oh, we're going to watch a Stallone movie. And this was on. And... In my mind, though, um, Michael Roker was not Michael Roker. It was Chris Lemon, is the other guy from uh, Thunder in Paradise. Yes, of course. That's all I could think of, and I was shocked when I saw it was Michael Roker. Now, but anyways, um, talk about the most the worst Mandela effect movie I've ever had for my life. We'll get to it. Scared the bejesus out of me. Didn't really ever want to watch it. I'm going to give this movie a four point five. Wow. I'm kind of right in the middle of you guys. Like, I I just remember being absolutely terrified by this opening scene. And if I could at least make it past that, I enjoyed the movie. But unfortunately, (laughs) like, I had to always watch the opening scene, which I hated so much and scared the hell out of me. So it's got to be somewhere right in the middle there. It's going to be a 6.8 for me nostalgically. So that is nostalgically... As a group, we're going to be a 6.93, which is going to take us about middle of the pack of anything we've done. That is right below Waterworld, right above Con Air is how we feel about that nostalgically. Hey, that fits perfectly. It fits real good. Like We're like, that's pretty good. No, I think that makes sense. I'm I'm certain there's a Ulysses cut of (laughs) all three of those movies. I'm certain for one of them, that's for sure. Well, and this movie was chosen by our friend, executive producer Josh Miller. He chose this movie and really wanted to hear us talk about it. He loved it so much and just didn't want to ruin it. He said, I don't even want to make a nostalgic review. I don't want to give you any sort of reviews. I just want to hear what you guys have to say about it. Okay. And that's why we love Josh Miller and our other executive producers. You bet. What a gentleman. What a gentleman and a scholar. Mm. Well, we're going to strip away that nostalgic rating. We're going to go on to Sean here. We're going to start learning some important details of the movie. Sean, what do you got? Produced by Alan Marshall and Rennie Harlan. Premise by John Long. Screen story by Michael France. Screenplay by Michael France and Sylvester Stallone. So apparently in some movies, this is like the one, the, the one time it's ever come up where it's just like, this idea was by John Long. Like, 
It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't. Who cares? No, I think that this premise was by the activity of rock climbing. That's yeah. where this premise came from. Weird. How about no, that? I think this was a premise was tectonic plates and oh. the earth moving around creating mountains. Yeah. So many people were involved. In yeah, yeah. In God, God, God yeah. actually invented this movie. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. Actually, nice. so he did. Screw you, turns John out, Hill or whatever. Turns out this premise of it being difficult to rock climb <laughs> on God's tectonic plates that was not that guy. So yeah, all right. Cinematography by Alex Thompson. He also did uh, the film uh, Legend, uh, Raw Deal, Labyrinth, Leviathan, Alien 3, and Demolition Man. Does this guy do anything that's not epic? No. All right. He's Alex Thompson. Music by Trevor Jones. He also did Last of the Mohicans, Dark City, and Notting Hill. <laughs> Lovely movie. Oh. Directed by Rennie Harlan. You've seen movies he's done. Die Hard 2, all those guys. Cast, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, John Lithgow, Michael Rooker, Janine Turner, Rex Lynn, Carolyn Goodall, Leon, Craig Fair, Fairbrass, Bruce McGill, Zach Ganganier, Ralph Waite, Mac Perlick, and Michelle Joyner. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone was under contract with Caralco Pictures to do three movies with them. The first movie to be made, and listen to this, you guys. The first movie to be made was a comedy entitled Bartholomew versus Neff. The film would be a comedy that would be a debut that would be about two warring neighbors that would not only be directed by John Hughes, but it would co-star John Candy. So I just want to let that soak in for a second. In yeah. my brain, we almost had that. And we didn't get it. I will tell you, if that movie existed, we would have covered it twice by now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They may have actually stopped making movies after that because they would have been like, we've reached the pinnacle. We put the great one of the greatest action stars of all time with one of the greatest comedy stars of all time with one of the greatest directors of all time. And they would have said, that's it. We can't we, make any more movies. We've defeated movies. Yeah. You know, like you can look up videos and be like, how how close does the earth come to being ended? Yeah. Like how many times? And it's like in the millions, you know. Right. This is like one of the one of the times that it like if this movie was made, it would have just been like no more movies. The, yeah. the, right. the universe would have imploded. Yeah. God's God's work would have been undone. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, uh the second film was a science fiction <laughs> horror movie about a monster that broke loose on a runaway train. The film would have been directed by Ridley Scott or Roland Emmerich. Neither of those movies happened. So it almost happened twice. Well, tell they me, almost had to stop making movies twice. Tell me you want to talk about the other two movies that S Stallone was going to do. Did you read about those? Go ahead. The Dam, a movie called The Dam. Have you heard about that? And Gale Force. And Gale Force. The Dam was described as die hard inside of a dam. And Gale Force was... <laughs> an ex-Navy SEAL fighting a group of modern pirates in a coastal town during a hurricane. So Captain Phillips with a hurricane. Hurricane what? heist. They made it. Are They're literally just going, I don't know. Um, how about a tornado and uh, crocodiles? Yeah. All right, cool. Fuck yeah. Sharknado, bro. <laughs> Let's like, do it. <laughs> unbelievable. That so sounds amazing. The initial idea for the third film was to be Die Hard set in a hurricane called Gale Force. <laughs> well, there you go. Stop yeah. that, film, you keep that film was going to be way too over budget, and with legalities and producers <laughs> interfering with the project, Ronnie Harlan and Sylvester Stallone left the project and went ahead with the script that Caralco had stored away. That film was Cliffhanger. <laughs> Seeing a little more potential and perhaps a little more ego that could be exercised, Stallone did a major rewrite to the script, enough so that the that he was eligible for with the Writers Guild for screen credit for the script. Um, I have to believe he just got his hands on. He's like, well, I'm Stallone, so I'm just going to rewrite this. And everything's hey, what gonna if be good. he uh, climbs the mountain over there twice? Hey, what, what if... Uh, <laughs> 
what, what if he puts his paws up onto the mountain? That's another word for hand. Southpaw. Paws is another word for hand. What's your hand? I still think about that moment of the podcast. It, it invades my thoughts at least like once a week. My Paws is another like, word for hand. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad I can do that for you. Like at my funeral, you'll you'll get up and speak and be like, "Mike, one time told this joke, and I think it was his best joke." I'm gonna I'm gonna lean down into your. I'm gonna be an old man. I'm gonna lean down into the casket, and it's, I'm gonna whisper it in your ear. And we hoping so, that I'll smile, so we can <laughs> smirk one last time together. No, he, he's really dead. Oh, no, dude, it doesn't work that oh, way. Shoot, all right. <laughs> hoping that I'd bring him back to life. Yeah. It's the only way I'll know, because I'll know I'll break him. <laughs> the film shot primarily in Cortina, Monte Cristiallo, Cortina de Empresa, Dolomites Mountains, and Durango, Calif- uh, Colorado. Uh, Ron Kyuk and Wolfgang Gillich were the doubles for most of the climbing scenes involving the titular characters. The infamous mid-air transportation scene was performed by Simon Crane. The studio did not want to fund this stunt for... Uh, the cost reasons and liability reasons, but Stallone felt it was important to the film. The actor forgoed one million of his salary to the stuntman to perform the stunt, which is in the Guinness Book World Records for the most expensive stunt performed of all time. It was one of the scenes shot in America because Italy would not insure the stuntman. Cliffhanger was released on May thirty eighth, <laughs> May thirty eighth, twenty eighth, nineteen ninety three, and on a budget of seventy million. The film made $255 million at the box office and was nominated for three Oscars, which it did not win. Mm. Thanks, Sean. Let's move on to AJ. Let's talk about the critical fan-related ratings and reviews. What do you got on this one? I can only imagine what the bottom of that cliff must look like now. Oh, We're talking about the tomato meter. Oh. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. yeah, you're probably right. Gross. Uh, <laughs> Don't. Don't do that. Okay, fine. 68%. It's actually, it's not splat. It's a 68%. It's just a tomato. Yeah, it's a tomato. (laughs) Of all the movies we've done, the critics feel that this is the exact same movie as American Psycho, Dumb and Dumber, and Clue. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. Critics are always right, guys. They're always right. Audiences um, had their hand in this, too. Apparently, 52% from the audiences. Going over to IMDb, it's a 6.5. The exact same as last week, Road Trip. Fans okay. think this is the same movie as Road Trip. Well, there you go. That's why we do this, guys. Yep. So you know what, what kind of playing field we're in. Was that last week? What <laughs> day knows? is this? What Who day knows? is it? Let's, let's call it a couple weeks ago. And, okay. re- and just a friendly reminder that we are going to do a thing, a movie night, where everyone has to bring a movie that's a 6.5. Yes. Yeah. That's between a 6 and a 6.5. That yeah. is the best idea we've ever had. Yeah, I think it I is. I love it. Um, that sounds like the greatest movie night ever. You can thank us for that later, guys. Um, the critic consensus, I like this every now and again on the tomato meter. Um, they will give you the consensus that critics have. It is, while it can't escape comparisons to the movies it borrows from, Cliffhanger is a tense, action-packed thriller and a showcase for the talents that made Sylvester Stallone a star. I would agree with you. Um, there are some big takeaways on this. Empire said this is action filmmaking at its best a career high for director Harlan and arguably Stallone as well. The New York Times, uh, Janet Maslin said, all of the performers are upstaged by the film's breathtaking backdrop and by the fast and furious way Rennie Harlan, the director, approaches action sequences. She gave that an 80 out of 100. That's nice. Okay. So that's not bad. 
I guess that's pretty good. <laughs> um, there, are, there is a bad one. James Beryl Dinelli. I think somebody mispronounced his name when they were talking about that's Cliffhanger. My, that's my guy from Surf Ninjas. Is that him? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was like, I real views. <laughs> Funny uh, joke, James. Oh, real views. Oh, great. Why don't, you, uh, why don't you go get yourself a, a, a better spelled website? My guess is he went bad on this. Uh, he went bad. Because he does not find joy in anything. It seems that way. He gave this a 50 out of 100. Um, he gave it a half. <laughs> hey, hey. He gave it a half C. Don't tip your hat. <laughs> the dialogue, Don't you lower yourself. <laughs> the dialogue is routine, frequently punctuated by cliches, and the character building scenes do little more than waste time. Thanks, James. Appreciate do little there. more than waste time. Yeah. Okay. I, I needed to read this one because this person had the audacity and confidence to make this his screen name. Uh, William Fedora said, <laughs> oh, I can't believe no. how bad this was. That's a one out of ten. This was in 2021. <laughs> He's still wearing fedoras He's in 2021? still wearing fedoras. Nobody um, wears those anymore. Dude, COVID took out fedoras as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, we are like, done with that, man. Like we, uh, <laughs> what happened to fedoras? COVID. Dude, COVID hit, and uh, just the industry went out. <laughs> like belly you up. You tell someone that, like, oh. If you still got <laughs> one. It makes sense to me. <laughs> put it in a shadow box and hang out on the wall because you got a special relic of time. You know those, you know those time capsules people buried for, <laughs> to find later. They went and dug them up and took fedoras out. Of them. They, <laughs> I thought you meant they buried it for, no, for the aliens them. to find. We found, like, we found them. They uh, dug them up early so they could take the yeah, fedoras yeah. out. <laughs> they wanted to erase this from history. Oh no! This guy's keeping I it going. I changed my mind. <laughs> I changed my mind. Don't put that in the capsule. You know. <laughs> Wait, wait, I made a mistake. <laughs> oh, Bill Fedora. Uh, <laughs> Fedora Bill. <laughs> God damn it. Um, always saw this movie in the video store when I was a kid, but due to rating, but due to rating, was never able to watch it. Uh, probably the, the high, higher, like, is this R? R? Rating. Is this R? It's R. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. I see. Yeah. It has to be, I mean, with as much. Uh, some of these scenes, yeah. Um, <laughs> that was the 90s. He said, um, uh, but the movie was an incoherent mess. The acting was terrible. There was no realistic tension. Just a waste of time. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to save that one for last. Here is a 10 out of 10, though, guys. Hell yeah, let's go. Let's go. Because I love, these are the type of movies yep. that I think it's really important to hear those folks who will feel it is 10. They might change our mind. That's 10. why we don't Absolutely. write down our, our ratings 10. ahead of time. If, exactly. you are, if you are passionate about something, I love it. Yes. I, I decided that I was going to read this because of the, uh, because of the name. Uh, I wanted to read it like, um, like the, the commercials of this. It's like uh, that this is entitled... Great action-packed Stallone movie with some really bad guys. This was in 2003 by Movie Nutball. Here we go. This movie is really nerve-wracking cliffhanging movie. <laughs> Stallone was good, as always. Michael Roker put on a surprising performance, and John Lithgow played an excellent villain. The movie is fantastic, especially the theme. The movie is action-packed. <laughs> And never dull. If you are a Stallone fan, then watch Cliffhanger. You won't be disappointed. I like that. Movie Nutball gave it 10 out of 10. <laughs> Did he actually write that out? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I should have said yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I should have just lied. Print, print the legend, yep. dude. Oh, shit, I deleted it. Oh, yeah. oh, I cut that part off. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys, this is the last one, I promise. Uh, this is this is a one out of ten. Um, Cat Rufus, 5591 in 2021 as well, just called this um, depressing trash. <laughs> um, <laughs> period. He put a period at the end of his title. Um, dot, dot, dot. So he started this as if he was in the middle of a thought. Uh, uh, dot, dot, dot. Depressing because of the money I spent to watch this garbage on the big screen. Depressing because I can no longer apologize to my late wife, Karen, who sat through this non-cliffhanger cliffhanger with me. Trash because of the weak script, the cardboard bad guys who climb a frozen mountain in dress shoes. And John Lithgow, totally un- unbelievable as the lead villain. Anyways, I'm sorry all these years later that I dragged you this drivel, Karen. <laughs> if you can read this, please, please, no. please forgive me. <laughs> Take that to the church, bro. <laughs> Jesus. I'm so sorry, Karen. Karen. Uh, so, like, 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 if, if this was... What did he say in her, her eulogy? Like, <laughs> like, like what? He blamed her death on cliffhanger. He's just like, what if she died leaving the theater? Like, maybe, he could have told us that. Could have been, could have been a cliffhanging icicle above maybe the marquee they watched, that fell. And, maybe she fell in love with this movie and tried to tried to rock climb and fell. Oh, maybe that's Ooh, what it was. Yeah, she's like, you know what I want to do now? Oh, rock climb. Really? After seeing that? Yeah. Okay. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> there it is, guys. Rest okay. in peace. It's literally made it into somebody's, you know, death apology. So there <laughs> Write we go. A negative review about <laughs> I want to think he's he's on every website that you can publish something on, like saying sorry to his wife for showing her. <laughs> just in case, maybe in heaven, they they can only look at certain websites. <laughs> it's just it's just like there's just a picture. Like you you search for cliffhanger review, and you, then you do you click over for images, and it's just a picture. Of this, of Cat Rufus with a picture of his wife, like <laughs> American flag in the background. You know there it is. You know, you know it there's is. American flag. My friends, are you looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? Well, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn five bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. Think about it. You're going to be at the party. There's going to be dudes like me going like, oh, I bet the over and I bet this and I think this will happen. And it'll feel like a foreign language because you're just not involved. It used to be for the commercials, but now that's why we watch the big game. We want to make some fun bets and see if it actually happens. So picture this. If you're a new customer, you sign up for DraftKings right now using code CONFUSED, and then you're going to make a $5 bet and then you're going to instantly be rewarded with 200 in bonus bets that you can you're listening to this today that means by the time the big game rolls around you're going to have 200 in bonus bets to play around with it's going to be amazing please download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use code confused new customers bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code confused the crown is yours gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West 
Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit cpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms. I almost got it. And responsible gaming resources. Well, my dudes, I know you've been feeling pretty bad about all this online hate we've been re- receiving lately. I'm here to tell you to give it up. Because let me tell you something, it doesn't get any better. I think I'm the only one that understands. Believe me, there were times when I didn't know what I wanted to do more, hate you or love you. But one thing I did know, and I still do know, is I understand you. Now, what do you say we review cliffhangers scene by scene? That sounds great. Let's do it. Here we go. So scene one, Rangers Gabe Walker and his girlfriend Jesse are dispatched to rescue their friend Hal Tucker and his girlfriend Sarah after they were stranded on a peak in the Colorado Rockies. Sarah's harness breaks and Gabe can't save her. She falls to her death. Hal blames Gabe for Sarah's death and Gabe is overcome with guilt, taking an extended leave. Can we at least just talk talk about the cinematography in this? Like, sure. Or do you want to get right into uh, it? No, go ahead. I just, I just, I forget how kind of beautiful this is. I mean, it reminds me again of why I absolutely love being in the mountains. Like if you, if you get a chance to ever just like go to Colorado and you've never been there or any set of mountains, like it is a life changing experience to mm. just st- sit there and like look at this scenery and that opening shot, like the title shot when the guy's like hanging and yeah. it's just a cliffhanger and it's that impossible thing. I mean, Dude, it they really did a fucking good job on this. Like, they even trick you too. Like, I don't know when it's actually Stallone and when it's not. Yeah, they and did I, a really good job. And I don't know when it's a green screen and when it's not. That that helicopter shot, like you see, it's Stallone. Like it's Stallone. He's like, oh, I'm hanging here. I'm yeah. gonna climb around. Hey yo, hey yo, I'm one handed. <laughs> Check this out. And then like <laughs> it spins around in a oneer, and then shows them on top while he's coming up on top. Like. I think that was him, and yeah. I think it was really climbing. But it's so it's weird. Beautiful. It's really hard to tell because I know that they did. He did do some climbing, like. Yeah. Uh, but all the all the death defying stuff were these. Guys, was uh, what was his name? Uh, Wolf Wolfgang Gullick. Yeah. Gullick. Yeah. Gullick. Uh, sorry. Um, apparently that person that man is just a beast he actually um, died shortly after in a yeah, car accident and that's that's if you, if you make it through they dedicate this movie to um him and i believe the other climber yeah, i think so um and so it's such a bummer i don't think he ever i don't even know if he got to watch the movie or nope, not but he uh, but they were talking about that guy and how i mean he was already a plenty of a badass, but then he's got to bulk up to kind of match Stallone's physique, <laughs> which is what yeah. not what you want to do as a climber. Not as a climber, you want to be like, fit, but not like <laughs> huge. Hey, you're really good at climbing, but we need you to add weight to yourself yeah. while you climb free solo. Oh, okay. like Fun. gravity. Yeah, <laughs> like gra- okay. So that's okay. I so see. you want me to add to my gravitational pull? Yeah, gotcha. Okay. All, all I could uh, uh, like have in my mind in this was I can only hear Joe Rogan ask Joe Rogan asking somebody like, "Have you heard of Alex Honnold?" 
Alex Honnold. The free solo guy. Have you ever heard of Alex Honnold? Have you uh, have, have uh, you watched Have you watched Alex Honnold? Uh, that is that what is that movie? Jamie, pull it up. Jamie, pull it up. I so, did watch free solo. Freaks, free solo. Oh, I can't. I can't even these guys, believe what's going these on. These guys are monsters, man. I'm telling you. Pull, you got it up. That is that him. Is that him? It does Look blow my mind, oh my though. God. Like, are you guys not blown away Cold by oh, dude, this? Cold Plunge, El- Elk me, fucking Alex Honnold. Damn, Damn, bro. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm getting healthier, okay? okay? Because of my protein intake and cold plunges, all right? Um, I'm saying J- Joe Rogan. I know. I'm making fun of that guy. <laughs> you can, but it's... <laughs> I'm, I'm in the Joe say, Rogan camp here. Like, I'm, like, mind-blown by these fuckers. I am, and, like, the free solo. I have Did watched, you watch it? I have watched free solo. Have, yeah. it, it, like, it blows my mind. I don't understand it. it. They they literally talk about, like, guys who do this stuff, you know, whether it be, you know, Wolfgang Gullick, whether it be uh, Alex Honnold, um, they talk about there is there is something, a switch in their brain that is not flipped. Like there is something yep. t- for you to go and free solo on the sides of these mountains and these very, very like, you know, it's something, there's something, I don't want to say not right with them, but there's something that there's, there's, pure, there's an emotional disconnect. But there's also 100% pure confidence that they will be able to do it. Yes. Where a normal person is going to go, I just don't know about like, what if I can't make that? My arms are getting tired. You're going to die. Like, but they're just like, well, of course I'm going to be able to climb to the top of that. And they, they don't think anything beyond that. Yeah. And I, I do think it's a, I mean, it's like you said, Mike, it's a gorgeous movie already kind of in the very beginning. The only problem I have uh, like throughout the, like this kind of opening scene is him just hanging in there and just having casual conversation. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care how fit you are at that point. You're not, you're not cracking jokes. It's like, Oh, I know. His, I don't see his face, but I recognize that. But anyway, he's, like, he's like, don't, don't, don't make me laugh. Stop, stop. Don't make me laugh. Stop it. Stop it. Don't did, do this. It's embarrassing. You, they don't really address it, but did you see the protocol of these mountain climbers and the rescue helicopters? Did you see that? They, had, they, they don't mention it, but you can see it in, in play, okay. where when a, when a climber is to a certain point free soloing, where if they slip and fall, they're going to fall to their death and die. The helicopter comes underneath them so that instead of falling to their death, they just fall through the helicopter. Oh, good. They want to kill them before they hit the ground. They want to do it in a worse way. Yeah, so as you see him, he's climbing up top. The helicopter is just right below him. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of pulling the air down. He's going to make it right. die quicker. Yeah, they, they just want to. It's kind of a, just a thing between them. They're like, you know, I don't want to hit that ground. So, yeah, make sure you're underneath me while I climb. I want my I, I want to make sure like I get diced up. And then while my head is still processing things, even though I'm technically dead, yeah. I then hit the ground yep. and my head explodes. That's that's protocol, what I would dude. rather have as the protocol of this. <laughs> is it protocol to like when you go and find stranded people who are injured have to have been climbing this to uh send a guy to free solo climb yeah. to find them but also send a helicopter <laughs> which just did th- the whole job itself yeah um i know okay <laughs> i i had to watch it like several times because there was just a moment where i'm like where do they explain this where do they explain why this is the reason why? And I, I finally realized it on my second to last watch that they say this while the credits are still rolling. You can hear him. He like advises. They say we advise against a winch 
yeah pickup or yeah. something it, we uh hel- helicopter or rescue helicopter we advise against the wish we would advise a uh like a lateral yeah uh, whatever but it still doesn't explain why you also send a free solo guy to climb from the bottom yeah yeah like we uh i don't, I don't think we should do a wench one i think we should go with a rotary girder yeah <laughs> Hey. Type rescue this time. Hey, and and make sure you. Um, hey, we are going to send up a, a free solo climber like expert. I can get. I can understand that you want the extra support for the, like. You, hey, you got a person who's injured and somebody who's not really a, a seasoned climber on one of the most terrifying places on this mountain range. Got it. Okay, we already make some sense, right? But we're going to send him on up, and hey, let's send him up with like you know mediocre equipment. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's a great idea. I think we should. I think I think that even though we can position this helicopter off to the side of the mountain, we shouldn't hover it like ten feet above their heads and just like reach down and and pick them up. Yeah, I don't think we should do that. I think we should let's make land them, on a yeah on a little itty bitty rock. Yeah, because I bet that's way more safe than you know teetering on this rock. Um, I bet that's better. And let's make them traverse like I don't know like a, a four four five hundred foot gap. Yeah. And make them make them do it that way, you guys. I think that's a great idea. Sick, awesome, sick, sick dude. It, it brings up my my most like my biggest question about this whole movie, and um, it's just why, dude. No, but just why to everything. No, they, no, you have to go into this movie going why. Yeah, and you just have to say it nonstop on everything. Because why did why did he? Okay, there's one of two scenarios here <laughs> from Hal. Either Hal's girlfriend. Yep is actually a seasoned climber or, or at least good enough to climb this. Cause you kind of have to be to make it up this. We just saw what Sly was doing. Yeah. So then if that is true, then how does she, why is she so freaked out and she can't do a simple task like moving across this wire after climbing that entire thing? Yeah. Being a good climber. If that is not true, she actually shows that she's not good at climbing and she's just, terrified of this whole thing how the fuck did she make it up there a miracle sean i've climbed i've climbed the tallest peak in the continental united states rockies mount elbert fourteen thousand four hundred feet above sea level never once did i actually have to climb Mm. like it's a walking it's walking oh yeah yeah, it was the hardest thing i've ever done in my life to walk up a mountain yeah yeah this is climbing with no gear i don't understand this intro at all we like any of it I, i when when I was in, uh, we were on like a big trek thing in the in the Boy Scouts or whatever, and we part of our trek we got to go past. Well, it was kind of like one of the more iconic like um, like peaks um, that you could go. It was in New Mexico, mm-hmm. and it's like one of the more iconic peaks. And the last the last like hundred feet, you 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 kind of have to like it's like going up the aggro crag, right? Yeah. It's not climbing, climbing. It's like you you're 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 hike trekking it like. Steep rock incline. to rock. It's like you know, forty-five degrees to fifty degrees of an incline. It's not that. It's exhausting. Yeah. And you get up there and you're like, "Why did I? Okay, I mean, it's beautiful, but fuck." Yeah, I, to I mean, what I, cost? I can relate. You know, the, the hill at Roosevelt. Yeah. <laughs> See, when you go sledding down that hill, you know, you just go sledding and then you have to walk up again. It takes like joy. Yeah, 12, joy. Twelve minutes. You know? Joy, not joy. Exactly. And again, I mean, and the the rush of sledding is worth it, I guess. But then in, in the end, you know, my calves are burning. I like to think that it is. 
gas to burn it, man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, I got to drive up a pretty steep hill every now and again. That is exhausting. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> no, but I just like to think that uh, I wonder how far into their relationship they are, right? Like, what what date would this be? They've definitely had sex. They've definitely born. Are you sure? I feel well because he says sex. better than sex. Well, you know, what's better than sex is, is climbing climbing this mountain. But then, what if you had sex, sex on the mountain? On the mountain. Do you think they did? They had uh, to. Have. That's probably how he put his knee out, man. <gasps> he's, he didn't put his oh knee out. He was just trying to kneel down. Yep. And yeah, and that's why she was kind of like she was sort of bundled up. Yeah. Just like it's not like a fracture or anything. It's no. like he's his knee is scraped up, right? Oh, and no. he just can't make it down because yeah. he was. Well, because I don't know about you guys, but every I mean, when, after a, after a long, yeah, <laughs> do not switch to that camera. Too much, <laughs> too much of this on your knees. You Stop know? it, John. <laughs> yeah, because that's when your that's when your quads are just oh, on yeah. fire. Just high altitude. I mean, you talk about you talk about like just a w- great workout for your quads. I'm sure hockey players are in on oh, that. Yeah, but then yeah. you know, great, great behind the. Never mind. Yep. That thrusting it'll put you out. Regardless, how far into this are they? Three dates, four dates. Like, I feel like this is the point where she, maybe she is just still trying to impress me. Like, oh, yeah, like, I rock climb. No, I, I love that. But you cannot, you can't fake that. You can say, yeah, sure, rock climb. You would never make it up that. What, if, like she, what if the backside of the mountain is like an easy trail? Oh, it probably is. It's like, well, you can't go up that way. It's pretty foggy. So you're going to have to free solo the other dangerous side. It's like, I think I'll take my chance. Nah. <laughs> like they were having dinner like like two nights before this like all four of them probably i imagine and Stallone was like like testing her be like are you actually a good climber or yeah. have you done this at all before she's like yeah i know I, i've done it before and she like meant she mentions like i know about carabiners yeah <laughs> like that's the only term he's like good enough for me i know car- good enough i know i know how to use good. a carry a carabiner so look i have it. one right here for a, my keys a, a carabiner it's to carry things right a carry a carry banner yeah i think you're good so one of these right yeah you're good oh thank you we'll see you all right cool i'll see see you guys tomorrow well even (laughs) even then (laughs) too like he's he he kisses her and he's like see that he's like yeah i fucking did yeah what the hell what the hell and like even she's like yeah and jesse's like (laughs) this is not this is getting weird now yeah I think Jesse probably dropped her ass on purpose. Let's be real. <laughs> we still off for dinner tomorrow night. Not if Jesse's getting involved. Yeah, I was. I was honestly nervous. Some one of you was going to bring up the idea of like, do you think like Gabe and her had a thing instead? Wait, was one of you going to bring this no, up? Oh, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> but I was. I was like, no, come on. They're all just good friends. They're right? just like, good and friends. They're just nice to her and stuff. I will tell you though, when she is out on that <sighs> line. And you see all this happen. Did he just use all of his like magician slip knots, like slip rope tricks Fucking when he was hooking her up? I don't know. Fucking yeah, six, slip six, knot, six, you know. Six, and and but dropping that little stuffed animal thing, <sighs> that is somehow almost just as bad I, as like her. It, it sets the tone right away. You're like, fuck. Yeah. Like, I need I need people who, if you're gonna rewatch this movie, to pause at the moment, several moments where. There, Michael Rooker is on the other end with Frank, yeah. and Frank just looks eerily stoked about. Dude, this. it's a maniacal like smile. He's on like, his face. yes, oh my god, did, yes, did like holding it. Like yeah. he's 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 sitting there like oh, I'm gonna paint this later. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> mm, this is good. I'm gonna make it abstract. 
Sean, I couldn't believe it. Like I didn't, I didn't notice it till like the the last time they showed him before she He's fell. Stoked yeah. about, this. and then I rewound, and it was like, is that? I, I feel like maybe that's just the look in his face, but like, holy shit, he could they, have gone they, with any other look. Someone like, could have at least told him, be look, like, it looks like you're laughing, looks strained and worried. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that'll do. I guess that'll do. All right. Dude, I, I don't know. This is it, this is maybe the most devastating opening scene of any movie. Why do I feel nothing for her but everything about the raccoon in Ace Ventura 2? Thank you. <laughs> I, you don't feel anything for her? No. Man, I, oh, I, I, I feel this I, one hard. Like, I she, still feel this. She's so I, she's scared. Very good. She's, very she's good. so scared and terrified. And I put myself in so many different positions. I put myself in her position of realizing... She, like, when he goes, please, please, she, like, then knows that he's not going to be able to save her. Yeah. Which, by the way, why can't he use two hands? Never mind. I know. He's still holding on to the line, even though he's, it's fine. And uh, number two, like, the guy that's trying to save her can't do it. What he's going to go through the rest of his life. Yeah, the guy that loves her, the, obviously the guy that's laughing on the helicopter doesn't yeah. care. But, like, it's, this scene fucked it's, me up. It's still, this guy's it, literally, quite literally along for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it definitely works. Like I, I do agree with you that like her acting is really good here, and uh, I do feel it. Um, not as much as the raccoon, I will say that. But no, come on. No. Um, yeah, I, I, I do like especially. It is a movable offense. Like I would move um, if, I, if I was <laughs> I if I was so alone. Yeah. I, here's and here's the thing. I think I think what makes this. Um, I think what somehow makes it ten times worse is kind of the buildup of this. Obviously, they all have like a very friendly and good like relationship, right? And they're very nice to her. His his you know girl girlfriend, whatever they're however far in this relationship they are. But there's there's one line that makes this somehow ten times worse for me. And it's we're still on for dinner tonight, right? Yep. That line right there is just like a nail in the coffin, man. Like it's the final one, and it's just it's somehow more devastating because. This is how fast something like that happens. Yep. I, I, you think about like, oh, I was just hanging out with my friends yesterday or something. And then you go to school the next day and one of them shows up like in a cast and like on crutches. You're like, what happened? I just saw you yesterday. And yep. this shit happens in an instant. Mm -hmm. And it's it's that's what makes it even even worse, I think. Um, and just that that grip that they have on each other. And it's just not good enough. And, yeah. and this fall is they had to shoot this fall like <sighs> several times. I guess. And, and turns out if there was somebody who was going to go up and try to save you, Stallone's the one because they, they, they tried everything to make it difficult for him to hold on. And he was still doing it in reality, <laughs> trying to get the glove to slip. And oh, he yeah. just, he's like, no, I'm going to hold on to this. They gave her a glove that was like two sizes too big. They put Vaseline in the thing. And even then his grip was still holding on to her. Jesus. And I'm like, did he break her hand? Because that <laughs> sounds like a viable option here. Uh, but yeah, Apparently, even after all that, he was still doing a pretty dang good job. Um, and but this, they sell this scene really well, man. Uh, this is the most devastating thing to me. But let me ask you this: so you say it's a movable offense, but I I disagree because he's going to live with this no matter where he goes. I the 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 fucked up part of it is is on Hal and everyone else for me for not rallying around Gabe. Like I know that's terrible, but Hal's got to realize that he literally tried everything he could more than fucking Hal did. And like, you got to be like, dude, I'm so devastatedly sad right now that I lost my girlfriend. But like, 
we're we're still here, we're still friends, and like we need to help each other out. Yeah. And I I don't like that how immediately does she doesn't even hit the ground yet before he's going. Yeah, mm, I know. Like, I I think how I think how's to blame here. I for, I, for this whole fucking. I hundred percent agree with you. Like I think I th- like Jesse says it great in the uh, in kind of that next scene that they ha- end up having or whatever. It's like you know what was Hal doing up there with a girl who could barely climb? Like if we're yes. looking at this in the most like like this is what they're telling us as viewers. What are they doing up there? You like you've got a bad knee. We know that. <laughs> we we've all known that for a long time. And then you're bringing a girl up to just try to impress her. Yes, this and, is his fault. And like, dude, this is your fault. And he went across first. I understand he was probably further away than what Gabe was, but in in all reality, no, dude, this is your bad. This is your rally bad around help. your friend Gabe. Yeah, and help him out. I yeah. still move, even if everybody was like, "Hey, you should stay." <laughs> I'm no, I'm gone. I'm gonna see. Ya. I'm gonna go. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just gonna. I I still think they went to dinner. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Do you no. think they, they had to cancel the reservation? No, no, time they had a reservation to Rizzoli's, and they've been wanting <laughs> no, to get in that place for a long time. I don't and think they're not gonna fucking skip on it tonight. <laughs> Nothing, not even a death will keep us from. Sean, I don't those, think that's true. I, I think they had a second, like a third couple <laughs> that that actually showed up <laughs> because they because you don't get text messages, you don't you don't like know about shit. So they God, didn't know that they? that she died and that everybody's like still on the mountain trying to recover. They're like fuck. We said six thirty, right? I guess. Like, I guess we'll hang out. <laughs> they're, they're having the most like normal reaction to like just like almost be, like people aren't showing up to the dinner that they all planned, and like God, I hope they're all right. The weather's getting kind of bad. I mean, like <laughs> storms like, coming. In. Storms going to be coming it's in. Like, I hope. I hope you know, we're just going to be hell, hell trying to get home. Hey, it's Gabe and Hal. I'm sure they're fine. Okay? I'm sure they're, they're fine. fine. You know, I, I'm sure they'll be here. We'll give them a little bit. Can we get another bottle of wine? <laughs> you can picture it in your head. By that time, they forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> they still went to dinner. <laughs> yeah, hi. Uh, we need to change our reservation from four to three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got you back down for three. We'll okay. see you at eight. We'll see you at eight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Oh, nah, that's something I can see. Like, why can't they make movies like that? Did you? Uh, can we, uh, <laughs> hey, yo, uh, did you say pasta? <laughs> we're gonna yeah. go have some pasta. <laughs> South, South pasta. <laughs> we're going to my new restaurant, South Pasta. <laughs> Let's be real, they definitely did not go out to eat that night. So, with that quick of a change of plans, they would have needed something delicious at home, a great meal option. And luckily, our sponsor factor could have been a lifesaver for them. Well, not Sarah, uh, you know, Gabe, Hal, and Jesse, of course, the threesome now. If you haven't heard of Factor, they deliver pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options per week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. A few weeks ago, Sean knew he wasn't going to have any time to worry about cooking food at home, so he actually ordered a week's worth of Factor meals, and he wouldn't shut up about how good the meals actually were and how much time it saved him. He was droning on and on to anyone who would listen about how convenient it was to be able to have a nutritious meal ready to heat up and eat in two minutes, no mess to clean up, no preparation. I saw him corner AJ in our break room and tell him how each factor meal was the perfect amount of food to satiate your appetite and not feel like hell afterwards because you ate too much. I actually signed up on the spot because I was sick of hearing him talk about it. 
I ended up loving it just as much. The meals were delicious, especially all the add-ons you can choose from. The breakfast choices and smoothies in particular are my favorite. Absolutely incredible. And so now Sean and I both gang up on AJ and tell him things like how we've done the math, factors less expensive than takeout, every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So please join us. Head to factormeals.com slash confused50 and use code confused50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while subscription is active. That's code confused50 at factormeals.com slash confused50. You got to check this out. That is 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while your subscription is active. Let's get back to the show. At the U.S. Treasury <laughs> office in Denver, Treasury agent Travers is preparing to leave on a flight with several large containers of printed currency totaling $100 million. FBI agent Matheson, who's being transferred and is bumming a ride on the flight. On the plane, Travers begins to take over the plane, shoots Matheson and the other agents. Another plane flies up next to him, and they begin to transfer the briefcase midair. Matheson breaks up the heist before the cases fall to the ground, and both planes crashes. The heist crew radios for help. Gabe and Hal set out to rescue them. Either one of you can start this, but I do want to just say, why? Yeah, why? Why? This whole thing. You guys are master heist, like thieves, whatever. This is the best you could come up with? And they even ma- they even go to the trouble of saying like they're one thousand dollar bills that have basically no value other than in like other countries or something like that in, in like large like uh, currency exchanges with other com- uh, countries. Yeah, I had to look this up. I'm like, does those even fuck? Was that just like movie money? But like, no, they existed, I guess. And but yeah, you're right. They're only worth something in certain areas. Yeah, yeah you can't go in. You can't you can't go down to Walgreens and be like, yeah, I need a. Uh- <laughs> This this Red Bull and and, and, a, and a bottle of ibuprofen <laughs> and a bottle of ibuprofen and some liquid IV. It's like you're paying for your hangover cure get, with a thousand dollars. Yeah, change for a thousand. Can you break a thousand? What? Like, <laughs> didn't this feel, uh, let's keep it? Didn't this feel very Dark Knight Rises intro? I, oh, I was like, yeah. eat your heart out, Christopher Nolan. Right? This, this is fucking badass, dude. It's yep. pretty good, right? Yeah. Like, I, I I still don't understand like the premise of any of it. And I don't understand what the fucking plan even was and who was even a good guy. It's so hard to understand what actually ha- what the plan was and what actually happened. I think the plan essentially was you. Ju- they're just taking because it's like a Brinks security. Yeah, money thing like money. Yeah, like a, it's a it's an air. They're transferring. It's it. an air. Uh, like what are those? The the armored the trucks. car. Yeah, right? air armored car. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, but um, but this guy, this agent Matheson, was in on it. Like no, he yeah. wasn't in on it, but he was following these guys, assuming something was going to happen. This was like sure, okay, right? Yeah, yeah. Like he wasn't just hitching a ride. They planned for him to get on. This That's plane. right. Yeah, they they kind of explain it a little yeah. later, kind of after the fact. Like we put a guy in there to see what was going on but then is this sort of like a batman a dark knight thing where like they're all in on it all the pilots and everybody on the plane but then they just they all get shot and killed so that less people are getting a take of the money or travers who, is like no is, brothers they expect two of us in the wreck <laughs> <laughs> see like we're, we're we're both of the pilots in on this or just the one or yeah i, I just had rises. so much trouble figuring it out i i agree with you like i started i started kind of just piecing it together from um, Travers. By the way, if there's a, if you're ever one who, of our reviewers, Travers, uh, uh, Peter Travers, Peter, Peter Travers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just saying he got a bad rap here, bro. Because if there's anybody in a movie named Travers, he's probably a bad guy. Yeah, duh. Um, 
so sorry about that. But it's like, so, you know, we, we, we realize that Travers is obviously in on it. And then he goes in and has that conversation with the pilot. But he has that very, like, like he's, like he, he's, uh, it's, he's over it. It's this very direct conversation with the other, with the pilot who's in on it, right? Hey, they're coming in too slow or like, so drop back to this and uh, drop back and go down to 15,000 feet or something like that. He has this very real conversation with the other pilot who's in on it. And then the other pilot doesn't seem flustered by this. No. So, and then the other two guys, I, I have to assume were not in on it at this point. Because they were doing okay. their job, right? To yeah, that's and what I, I thought. And I think this is a great moment because, yeah. as a viewer, especially in the first time, you are wondering, like me watching this the first time now, I kind of forgot about this. Yeah, and I was like, wait, who is on? You know, right? So I don't know. What's, sorry, what you're no, say? no, that's yeah. I, I I agree with you. It's just like I thought the two guys were coming to because they should have believed Matheson, but they didn't. So, which made me think that they were on Travers' team, but then Travers killed him. It was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, like I think they were on Travers' team, uh, like they're in his um, for his actual job. Yes, right, yeah, right. The, the, yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah okay. they were all like a part of the same team, but then yeah, Travers is in my mind just turned. You know, right? Yeah, he's which, lost the plot. For even sure. twelve like, years, and they took my pension. Yeah, Rex like Lynn kind of as Travers. I really like to see this him as a bad guy because yeah. he's usually the cop in movies he's or like usually the guy or like the head hot or like the partner of the detectives who are looking for the guy I in mean, movies yeah think like rush hour yeah right he he he's like typecast in this at this point i think and i love him in these roles but him being an actual bad guy is is pretty great yeah i really like it and then yeah. uh there's another well michael rooker is a good guy he's like he i always see him as a bad guy in movies yeah, you always know? and so like those two kind of switching and like this is just a great cast by the way too it's just like great 90s mm-hmm. um who's who of uh like of action stars and uh, character character actors. Actors. a lot of b-list character yes. actors i love yeah. it it's so great especially michael roker but yeah i mean this is a it's a pretty fucking awesome scene this movie costs 70 million dollars to make <laughs> and they're gonna do with that you know like what 70 million dollars like 120 these days something like that Jeez. around there i mean yeah what close. was this 95 93 93 then yeah, it would actually probably be pretty close. Somewhere around, I mean, that's a shit ton of money, you know. The, the problem I have is that some of it's so, some of this movie is just so good, yeah, and and shot so beautifully and believable. And then there's then there's just moments where you're like, how? Who let this go? Who let this say? Yeah, that's the final take. Sounds good to me. There, there's three that I have just in the season. The you see when the tail cone explodes. Oh out? yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a stationary fuselage with no wings. Just pause it. It's just a fl- fuselage, no wings, and it's just in the air and just goes. Are you serious? Yeah, it's not, no, they don't even green screen. It's just like against a white wall. And then it's all we got. Let's just use it. They're like, whatever, it's fine. I don't even need to see it explode. Just open it or something. Do it but from the inside. I don't care. Like nobody cares. But then I, I'm going to call this the worst shot in '90s movie cinema history. Oh, wow. In this movie, when they the guy dies in the plane, they're like, let's get him to the nearest hospital, and they push him out of the plane. The shot of that guy falling, the dummy, <laughs> it doesn't even come out the wind, the door of the plane. It's like below the plane, and it perfectly goes on a 45-degree angle and just goes, <laughs> and the plane's not even moving. It's just like... It, it's, it's the worst shot I've seen in any movie in a long time. And somebody said... Yeah, that looks fucking great. Yeah, it'll work. And <laughs> Someone's even, got a remote and is like, 
Yeah. <laughs> we only had one shot, so. But and then even that, even when, and this is a little ahead, we can go back, but when the plane l- crashes and it's go, I mean, all that doesn't really hold up, the, yeah. the fake snow and trees, but. I, it's charming to me, man. I it, know it's it all is. miniatures. I, I love, we need miniatures back in movies. I know. Fuck green screen bullshit. We need that shit. I agree. But the plane, like, clearly, they go out of their way to show the f- nose of the plane go over a cliff. Yeah. And then it's not. There's not over yeah. a cliff. Like, what are, <laughs> True. Who's, who's going, yeah, that's, I think the edit's great, guys. Yeah, continuity doesn't matter. Is that just some weirdo thing that I think about a lot? But continuity's always a big deal for me. It's, always, it's usually a big deal for me, too. I, well, to the point that I have to remind myself to not care about it. Yeah. You know yes. what I mean? That, that, is, that is where I put my <laughs> head in when I'm watching these movies, especially for the third or fourth time, where I'm like, it, I don't fucking care. That, that was fucking awesome and yeah. uh, i know whatever comes after this i'm probably gonna be bored until this happens again <laughs> the, yeah the audible so take it in <laughs> the audible like response or like that just kind of signifies what that is it's just uh okay yep and that's it as long as like if you can do that and let yourself get past it it's fine but you're right they made it a point but to then show you hear, that you hear words like 70 million dollars you're like give me 70 million dollars and there will be not one single continuity era right in this entire that movie. house will yeah. be spotless yes yeah which, the one you buy with 70 yeah, yeah of course there yeah, you know Real nice, real nice. <laughs> no, no continuity errors in my house. Um, these two surfer guys, I fucking like, or what's his name? Gail's back, right? Is his name Gabe? Gabe, Gabe, Gabe's back, and they just fucking crisscross. Yeah, like, what the hell was that? Why? It's the Colorado thing. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> oh, it. Yeah. you wouldn't understand it. But this this whole conversation, and they're all the whole time listening to Faith No More. I know they are. You think they have so? to be. Yeah. All right, hold on. A second. Uh, uh, <laughs> we we live for extreme. You know, yeah. the guy hasn't looked at the road once during this scene what if uh what if he's just talking to gabe he's like yeah man it's good to see you back dude it's like you know we (laughs) sean what are you doing these days (laughs) oh that's rad (laughs) have you ever driven in colorado yes the roads are like you don't take your it's a mountain i can't even reach the fucking knob to turn my heat down right now because I cannot take my eyes off this road. Yeah. And again, who is looking at this daily going, nailed it. Nail it. Like even <laughs> Sylvester Stallone at least knows to fake look yeah. at the road. Yeah. This guy doesn't even he's, try. He's an over the top, dude. He knows his shit. Yeah, he, knows he can drive well. He's He's been in driving school. He knows. You know we love the extreme, man. Like what if that just means they just listen to extreme? Like more than words. Like on their way out, it's like so extreme. More than words. <laughs> they, they, they harmonize with each other. There we go. See, and that like they're working on the harmonies together, and then they're like, "All right, dude, we're here. Hell yeah, bro, let's go." Tent <laughs> city, dude. Jeez, oh, dude, I. It's very, very upsetting. Uh, kind of just this interaction with these guys. It doesn't seem. It doesn't seem totally necessary other than the fact of placing them as another point of tension later on, I guess. Do you feel like you could have just completely written these guys out of the movie? It doesn't change anything, really, right? It makes me feel like they had some sort of bigger part and it got cut from the movie. You know what I mean? I think it was just another excuse, um, just like Point Break, to try to trick the general public into thinking that you can talk while skydiving. Oh yeah, like to have conversations. <laughs> okay, 
You know, because I, I think they really wanted to trick the general public to be like, no, it's cool. You, when you skydive with your friend, you can just be like, this is so cool. It's radical. You have radical. to, it's mandatory to say it's radical when yeah. you skydive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you have to be able to radical. hear each other say that. Oh, radical. <laughs> That's. This is radical. So, okay, three, two, one. More than a word. <laughs> is a nice. like i like okay so can we talk about john lithgow as quaylen what do do you think i think it could have been so much better to be honest you have you have john lithgow who is a prolific scene chewer and i think that he's doing it somewhat he's He's a classical actor right like he's like a like he's like a like a broadway type he's one of the best yeah like you know trinity killer and uh dexter and shit like amazing villains like uh specifically too. think about him as a villain i do i I, most times like what i do think of him as is harry and henderson that's how i picture him it's like this role is particular i think that he, because it was Christopher Walken who was cast. Dude, come on! First as Quaylen, and then like John Lithgow was like an immediate uh, replacement. Well, that's right, because he he was more like a second, like in command bad guy. Yeah, is is what I think what John Lithgow was supposed to be. Okay, but then they, I think you're right. They lost whoever they cast. You said Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken, and they lost that person. And they were just like John Lithgow is here. Let's put him into this role. Yeah, like something like that. Like I like his performance a lot i just think that it could have been i don't know maybe i wanted it to be a little bit more over the top yeah because i wanted more of like a stupid grit i i, I wanted the i wanted his part to not take the movies too seriously which every every other aspect of the movie does you know what i mean yeah 100 yeah. and I, I my question is do we did they mention like his nationality no. we just know that he's like either European or he's like uh, English or something like yeah. that. He's an evil villain. And so that's all. I honestly believe that that might be if if he didn't have to do that accent, it actually would have been better for him as a villain. Okay. I, I, and I know that that's nitpicking, but I, I just feel like the fact that he had to he had to you know kind of uh, talk like this, like this. Uh, and it's like yeah we get it, but don't bother buckling up. You may not want to survive this. Get him to the hospital. As fast as possible. <laughs> you know how you know how the best villains are the ones that you're truly terrified yeah. of. Like you almost just don't know why they're doing it, but you it doesn't matter because you're just so terrified. I'm not terrified of this of this character. Like like I'm thinking of like obviously every villain ever in the '90s was supposed to be Alan Rickman. You know, like Die Hard. Yeah, but they just like I was terrified of of Alan Rickman in Die Hard. But this is just like. Oh, dude, just fucking punch him in the face. He's an old guy. Like, yeah, let's I think, do it. I know. I we don't know a lot about his like actual bad guy mm-hmm. background, other than the fact he's some sort of glorified money launderer. Yeah, I mean, and let's be real. And like, he just knows what he can do with these thousand dollar bills. So, but my thing is, I think he should he should have been up there with those guys, um, like you're talking about, like uh, like RoboCop. Um, who who was that in RoboCop? Uh, Red Foreman. Who, yeah. Um, why can't I think of his name? Um, regardless, you Ken, guys Kensington. You guys talk. <laughs> you guys talked a lot about Kurtwood Smith. Kurtwood Smith. Thank you. You guys talked about a lot about him being this like unhinged guy, yeah. and he's terrifying. And I was waiting for when I heard we were doing this. I was waiting for this moment to be like, 
is John Lithgow going to fall into the same vein, you know, of, of these types of guys, Alan Rickman, Kurtwood Smith, Dennis Hopper, like those kind of guys who they can feel that unhinged. And I feel like it may have missed the mark. If you're making a top 20 evil villains from nineties movies, like this isn't one of them. It should have been is what I'm saying. It should have been. Yeah, I I think you're exactly right. We're comparing him to Alan Rickman's like, that's probably what uh, uh, Rennie Harlan was going for. Like just said, just do Alan Rickman and die hard. What if it was Christopher Walken though? True, you know, like, Christopher Walken wouldn't have done that accent. No, no, and that's fine. I don't need the accent. And, and I'm, that's what yeah. I'm saying. He, he would have been like, "Nah, that, this is how I talk." You know? <laughs> that's my Christopher Walken. It's good. Yeah. It's very good. <laughs> no, but I think about this era of Christopher Walken. Like he kind of was a bad guy in a lot of stuff, like Wayne's World Two, True, Suicide Kings. True. Remember that movie? Yeah, like, yeah. like and King he of New was York, sort of terrifying in all that stuff. So I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I, I love. And let's specify John Lithgow. I fucking love him. Yeah. But, oh yeah. But just like eh, this is where this is where this movie like now that we've hit the ground and we're on the adventure like this is when I can kind of take it or leave it. Yeah. He does seem like a person that certainly this is what happened to him. He got thrown into this role a day before yep. because Christopher Walker walked out. He went. He went walking and. <laughs> You got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Give him the uh, belt. No, yeah. <laughs> Christopher walking off this set. Whoa. Uh, got him. Uh, yo, come on, dog. <laughs> okay. Chill out. All right. Uh, come on. We were we are all on the nose. We're, having, fun. Uh, we're, we're having, having a good time. But uh it does seem like that's how it ended up ha- he had to play this role and he, he did get thrown into it kind of last minute. Didn't yeah. have the time to really hone that performance like or he, that character he made a choice and was just like well i'm going with this yeah all this uh talk about mountains uh just gets me all nostalgic uh just for going to the mountains and staying like one time we went up and stayed in a cabin outside of leadville colorado like you know fourteen thousand peaks on each side of us and we're in a valley at like nine thousand foot elevation just in the middle of of fall the aspens are turning colors and immediately upon having that imagery i think about drinking cedar ridge whiskey uh i don't know what it is about being in the mountains especially when it's kind of crisp up there and like having a little nipper of some whiskey whether you maybe you're skiing some shredding some narnar down a mountain or you're just hanging out by a bonfire in this beautiful mountain valley and i know they would have loved some Cedar Ridge whiskey if they were up there stuck in this movie uh, trying to warm themselves up. You know, we've been talking about them forever. You got to check out Cedar Ridge whiskey if you haven't done so already. Maybe you're not a whiskey person. We think you're still going to like it, but think about somebody in your life, maybe a parent, maybe a relative, maybe a husband, wife, whoever who does love whiskey. This is something you're going to want to get for them. We recommend three. Typically, we say either the flagship bourbon, just the regular bourbon. That is perfect if you're making craft cocktails cocktails at home. Uh, otherwise, the quintessential American single malt is winning awards like you would not believe. It's one of the best single malts you will ever taste. And that's pr- like for your big time whiskey aficionado type people. Uh, put that in a glass, maybe neat, maybe with a cube. Otherwise, get crazy with us. Let's try some Slipknot approved Cedar Ridge whiskey. That would be their n- bottle number nine where they inf- they did rye and bourbon all together. It doesn't matter. You're going to love everything that you could a- absolutely try from these guys, and you got to go check them out at cedarridgedistillery.com. Learn more. Have it delivered straight to your door. If you can't, find it locally. It's it's just one of the best ever, and we love it. Cedarridgedistillery.com. We love them. It's in our backyard. Trust us. You're going to love it. Drink responsibly. Let's get back to it. Yeah. 
Well, let's move on to scene three. So Hal and Gabe find the group and are forced at gunpoint by Quaylen, the leader, to help them find their briefcases. Gabe's forced to climb up the face to reach the case. He severs the rope and triggers an avalanche. When they see the money f- uh, from the first case fluttering away, Quaylen believes Gabe is dead and orders Hal to lead them onward to the other two cases. Gabe races ahead to find Jesse at an abandoned cabin. The next morning, Quaylen orders his men to split up, one of whom, Ryan, spots Gabe and Jesse before attempting to shoot them. However, Gabe blinds him, dropping the assault rifle before tackling the man down a snowy incline. Right before the scene started, we get the Hal and Gabe reuniting thing here. Yeah. And I can tell you one thing. If I failed to save my best, my best friend's girlfriend from falling 4,000 feet to a splattery death on sharp, <laughs> jagged rocks below... The next time I see him will not be with my back on a on a ledge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you just got to make sure that you like meet in a bar in like a really public setting to like yeah for that first. Oh hey, how long time no see? Long. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. Um. Yeah. There's there's no background music. There's no other people that you could be consorting with or <laughs> pretending to. You can't offer him a drink. Nope. You just have to say. Hey, <laughs> do you need a hand? What's or? up? It's well, not. And, and don't you think the, the whole Hal being mad at him could have just been completely not a thing? Yeah. Gabe, Gabe still could have been like, I gotta, I gotta leave. You don't know what went down on that ledge up there. Are you, you know, like, <laughs> is that is that Stallone playing yeah, Forrest Gump? Know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not good at accents. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, you don't, you don't, you don't know what went down on the ledge there. You don't know what went down on the ledge up there, yo. <laughs> I don't. I don't I know. Got what pain. <laughs> you don't. You don't know what it's like <laughs> on the ledge down there. <laughs> Do it. But but for real, like because then because then they go right away from this. Like you better stay off me, man. Yeah. To like you're my best friend and I'm trying to help you survive. Yeah. yeah. And also, man, they get caught pretty quick. <laughs> Well, well, they were trying to find him. Well, like, I just, like, the movie makes it seem yeah. so quick where I'm just like, oh, well, <laughs> like, the, all right. Turns out the station's just down there, yeah. just 100 yeah. feet down the hill. <laughs> they just walked up. They go, hey, we're here. Well, I think oh, there was, we saw them. We saw them, like, climbing and shit and, like, bickering and whatever the fuck they were doing. And then uh, it cuts to something else. I think, like, a scene with Jesse or something. And then it cuts to them, like, in the plane yeah. with John Lithgow. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck happened? It's it's true. It's like you, it felt very much like a soundstage, like this plane. I don't know if it was. Maybe maybe you guys would know, probably it, more than likely. It, it seemed like, and that's why the continuity thing of like, oh, it almost went over the edge. Anyway, soundstage, <laughs> and that's why it feels that way because it, it very much seems like a sitcom set for the outdoors or something <laughs> like does. that, like on that '70s show. Speaking of Kurt Whitsmith, they're just like walking up, like, like, uh, oh, it's oh, we're looking for climbers. Just people who got stranded, and then yeah. they walk up. It's like, oh my god, a plane wreck! Oh! And then it's just <laughs> like they're just overtaken by guns. And you're like, well, yeah, oh, no. <laughs> what are you guys doing here? Wait, we were looking for climbers, not flyers. <laughs> hmm. And it's like, okay, well, well, what's in the suitcases? None of your damn business. <laughs> You're like, well, I, I'm going to need to know if I'm going to go look. For if it. we're descending, we're going to need to know the weight yeah. of what's in those. Yeah. Right. I'm, just le- I'm just letting you know. Right. right. So, um, we need to have a segment of on our show that talks about like tracking devices and <laughs> GPS because it, it happened in RoboCop like where we really need to analyze this. The RoboCop one was so bad. This 
tracker device. Yeah. First, what, what was the fascina- fascination with just tracker devices in general? But this fucking thing shows like elevation yes. of of mark of the suitcases. Yeah, and from, it shows exactly how the mountain looks. <laughs> what what, is, what okay. in what world did they think this was a let's, fucking thing? Let's break this down because we saw in the scene where the where the briefcases fell yeah. that it was like a it was like a it was flat a plateau with yeah. like trees and, and shit. And they fell together. And then yes, and then when they show the, the tracking device, it's like, yeah, that one fell on the tippy top of that mountain right there, and this Ooh. one's like on the side over here. <laughs> It's like no. it's like setting up for like a like a video game mission or something it like is. that. You're gonna have to go recover these all before they kill your partner. Ugh. And it's like look out like, for the goombas on your way. One's easier to get, one's medium difficulty, and one's all the way <laughs> on the top of Mount Death. And it's just like okay, well, it's a little bit too 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 on the nose here. Okay, uh, you're you're right though because the, it's showing like the side profile of the <laughs> See, mountain range. It makes no sense. <laughs> like, and then there's like a, there's a, it, it, there's a, there's a, a code combination. And like <laughs> the only response that Travers has is like, yeah, 150,000 combinations. Yeah. But there's just one thing, right? Because so, he, yeah, he can't try 150 different combinations every 15 minutes or whatever. Yeah. So there has to be like a main password to just get them in there. Yeah. Like right? Like come on, dude. Like what are you talking about? <laughs> Wait, were you guys thinking that he typed in 150 things? Uh, no, I'm every just, time I'm just saying, like, why? It, why is just, that relevant? It's like we get it statistically, like a, a six-digit passcode or something. The odds of guessing it is 150,000 to one or something like, or whatever it is. Whatever. Right? Who gives a damn? That's why that that point exactly. Who gives a damn? Why don't you just tell me the code? <laughs> like, okay. we just, there's one code. I don't need to know the odds. All okay. right. We're not at a craps table. Right. So. <laughs> and that's for the tracking device? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's for his, uh, uh, his, uh, you know, Star Wars snowboard. Yeah. His, like, military uh, grade. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. It needs like, a holster. Yeah. His, his, uh, what was that Nintendo VR thing that he's got? <laughs> like, that's, that's what he's got. Yeah. It's a virtual boy. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, he's just he's just like looking at this thing, and he, it has this blind on it, and everyone can see it from out here. There's no <laughs> trackers make no sense. They nope. just want it to look cool. They they just want it to be super cool. Like, oh, here's the objective. We have to use this thing to go get that. <laughs> we need we need somebody like the audience to be like, wow, I've never seen something like that before. <laughs> That's like, what trackers are like. I want like a weird owl level spoof of like one of these movies or something. And maybe this is a joke. But you know those like pinwheel things where you press it down. Yeah. And <laughs> shows shows you different images from like a movie. I had plenty of those. That's the tracking device. <laughs> so that I was like. <laughs> Okay, I know exactly where we need to go. It's this way. <laughs> These mountain yeah. peaks look familiar. <laughs> they really do. Like, when they get going on this, and he's like, I've got the location, the first bag. Uh, okay. And they're like, it's up there. And it's up a, like a, a, the, yeah. a bald-faced cliff of a mountain. And, like, they're going to, and then they're just planning to kill the guy who's going to go get it. It doesn't make... Nothing, why? Nothing makes any sense. Even, like, these cases in general. Like, they make Pelican cases for $50 that are stronger yeah. than this case that is holding what, three, $33 million yeah. in bills. They're it's just like, I rock. It's open. Could have just gone to just gone to Guitar Center and gotten a couple of road cases. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, but then, like, you, this guy, he's like, yeah, eliminate him. 
and he's shooting bullets <laughs> and grenades at him above you yeah. with snow and rocks and you're on a like a what like a not very wide you know, little cliff face right here you're waiting for the bullets to fall you're back shooting, down on him yeah you're shooting grenades above you that might actually hit a wall and then just fall back down yeah doesn't this look like the same ledge from Fellowship of the Ring? It really does. I think so. It really does. Where yeah. they're heading, they're like trying to go through there. Yeah. You know? Pro- yeah. Probably is. That's probably why they they were had to turn around because oh. Sauron was again casting <laughs> more spells. That's the weather that yeah. was coming through. Um, but I I swear to God, I remember him not only taking his jacket, but also taking his uh, shoes and and like. It'll take his shoes or something like that and just kind of marooning him on like a mountainside. I have that like very distinctly in my brain, but then he he just ends up taking the jacket. So he comes back down. None of these guys have, maybe it's just different, but no, no one has like anything warm on at all. Yeah. And if you see at a later point on the uh, heat goggles, yep. what, is the, what is the actual temperature? Negative 11 and then it goes up to like negative, no, it's negative 9 and then the next scene you see in night vision is negative 11. So, so that's, it's steadily dropping. And that's, and that's Celsius, I yeah. think. No, so, it was degrees. There, degrees Celsius? There's no way. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Degrees, yeah. yes, degrees. Yeah, yeah, right, correct. Yeah. You know, like my oven, like it goes up to three hundred fifty degrees. <laughs> Temperature wise, hey, or yeah, whether if whether it was Celsius or Fahrenheit, it's fucking cold. If it was yeah. Fahrenheit, you're right. If it's Fahrenheit, it was negative. If it's Celsius, that's like that's fifteen still, degrees. Yeah, that's still, yeah. You're right. You're there, right. <laughs> there's no way that Sylvester Stallone survives this. None no, of them there's no way. Hats. There's no way. No, any of them do. They, like, what's the wind chill? They all leave without wearing hats. Those dudes in Minnesota or Kansas City fucking died just getting drunk. Yes. outside of their apartment or yes. whatever. Yeah, like these guys are actively like out there the whole time. And you know how, like, when you're really cold, how your muscles like contract. Like, there's you're not climbing. You're not climbing the fucking mountain like he does here before he ends up in that cabin. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're just not going to do it. Then he gets in that cabin with freaking uh, whoever her name is. Jesse. Jesse. <laughs> and, like, if you thought if you thought <laughs> Sylvester Sloan was hard to understand <laughs> in the first place, then you have him shivering cold. I'm so cold. How still out there? We have to go get him. What? Slow down. Good. Money, hell, airplane, <laughs> guns. <laughs> you finally lost your mind. You, and no one knows what's going on. And like, um, she she breaks that, uh, <laughs> like that that it? case for that old ratty sweater to give him. And I get it, but at the same time, I'm now now when I saw that, I'm wondering if that's where Hal got the gloves for the girl in the beginning. Uh, These yeah, yeah. old te- ratty, <laughs> shitty gloves that fell off of her that were two sizes too big. Here, it makes use a lot these. of sense. But what is this Here, cabin? Here, use these. We'll just bring them back. Uh, this cabin's like a museum or something, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like some sort of tourist attraction thing. Doesn't that mean that there's like a road there or something? Or like at least an easily walkable path? You would think, or at least maybe this is like the extreme. Like if, Might if you like make it to the, yeah, if Which you is make why it no one has been in there in ages. <laughs> yeah, no one, there's no upkeep. There's none. <laughs> so it's, it's winter season, so there's there's no... There's a black flame candle in the background. <laughs> yeah, there's a guy behind the counter who's a skeleton just standing there. <laughs> Scatman Carruthers is over there just <laughs> trying to shine with them. 
Nope. Uh? It doesn't, doesn't work that way. Um, I, I do want to take a minute, like, for Michael Roker, because, you know, his, his whole performance in this uh, is maybe one of my favorites of his whole career. You think so? I just really like it. I think maybe it's maybe it's a little bit because yeah, he's a good guy, and I like seeing him in a good guy role. I guess he was just like on set. Just he must really enjoy being a good guy because he's just on set, just zipping back and forth on these mountain ranges and stuff. Yeah, just having a fun, just time. having a good time, and like his performances. I think it's really good. I don't know. For some reason, I really like him in this role. I agree you, with you. I like him a lot, too. And, like, the, the juxtaposition of him and Stallone, where yeah. Stallone was, like, the reason he did this movie was because he was afraid of heights to, like, get over his his fear mm-hmm. of heights. And he was, like, he cited the reason. He was, like, well, I'm not Stallone on the side of the mountain. I'm Gabe, you know? Yeah. Gabe, yeah. So it's like he tricked his mind into just yeah. being a different... Like, I'm not I'm not Stallone, so I'm not afraid of rock climbing. I am yeah. this character who's done this several several times. Where uh, uh, Michael Rooker, they <laughs> I was watching the making of or whatever, and they cut to him and he's like, "Yeah, I'm not afraid of heights at all." And then he does the he does Whee! the thing in the beginning where he like flies out, fakes, over the- leaps off the thing, yeah, and he's like, oh, "I don't care, I don't give a fuck." Like he. It was just really funny to see him not give a shit and Stallone, this big tough guy, be like, I cannot do this. There's no way. Unless I'm a different person. Do you think, though, that if this is just Michael Rooker, um, like, I always feel like he overacts. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I always feel like this is just almost in everything he is, he's just so over the top in how he yeah. like, acts and portrays things and... It, is that weird? Because I need to convince me of this. Well, I don't. I don't really have anything to convince you on. I just that's just how I. I like him a lot. He's in some. This is actually per the Jarrett Layoff Actor Database. This is his third role. Yeah. He's been nice. in on our show Tombstone and Mallrats, and he just uh, he's just like ah, he's just like at a ten at all times. Yeah, there's no dynamics almost in what he does. You're right. He's always it. It it's seems like he's always on like high anxiety kind yeah. of mode. I get that. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying sometimes it's just like ah, yeah, come on, man. Like and again, uh, I love I, him though. Yeah, I I, I do think I, not not to take it too far back, but you would you would think that um, he gets that they get this call in and they're kind of hanging out in the <laughs> ranger station, like you know back when they first get the call. He's over her death he's, already. He's pretty over it. <laughs> He's pretty good. <laughs> he's like having a good time. He's back to Michael Roker having a good time. Yeah. Um, and then he's he's talking to, like just talking with Frank and oh by prop prop oh props huh yeah ooh here's a prop I want Frank's painting where are you he, gonna put that he, man I'd put it on the wall in here all right it would be pretty um, good he he's doing it on like an old window and you could see like yeah, other like the, panes and yeah. stuff i'm like i'm like that's pretty dope it's pretty good it was either that or uh gabe's jacket but dude that jacket, flannel coat his jacket no no the one he wears up the mountain yeah the, like, like the yellow one the flannel with like the wool on it that's the one he's okay he wears at the beginning when, when he, he, when he yeah, comes when back he comes to back. talk to Jesse. that's also yeah. a dip, that's dip. a really cool can i just get his his you can have his wardrobe yeah i just want his jacket so well, do you do want that, that or the painting what do you want i'll do the painting okay we got enough jackets i do kind of want this jacket you can uh, have it man you're a good jacket guy dope yeah i'm gonna go with that nice. i want the stuffed animal that nice. felt I want it after it fell. After it fell. Yeah, I want to. I want to be hiking along. I'm hiking along. I want it to like fall right in front of me, and then I stop and I pick it up, and I go, "Oh, that's really great." And I walk, and like three seconds later, right behind me, just a <laughs> thud. Yeah, it's yeah. just an epic. That's what I want. An just epic giant thud. Wiley Coyote <laughs> cloud of dust. 
just behind you. Yeah, That's you, what I want. You got your stuff, Dan. You hear a thud behind you. Yeah, I just keep walking. wonder where this animal came from. I won't look up or anything. Nope. I'm not. It's like, huh, awesome. Huh. I got a souvenir for, for Willa. <laughs> wow. And that's great. Um, oh, you know, you know what? I want the I want the red the little red clip, the one that ends up that yep, actually broke. Yep. Um I wanna take I want that and I'll use it as a ball marker for golf. Cool. That'd be awesome. I think that'll do it. During that scene too, he's like, that clip's not gonna hold. I'm like, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And Captain how can you obvious. see that from there? But anyway. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I digress. <laughs> and before the the fourth scene, though, you got this like ridiculous like sledding incline scene. This out of all of the action scenes yeah. in the movie, this is the best one. This you, is so fucking funny. Okay, do you, you so, so you say it's the best, and this is where when we get my review, it might be a little tough, but like it's the campiness of I, this. This is right? why I love it. Yes. There's such a fine line though of like whether you like something or you don't like something, whether it's like campy or real. That's yeah. that's where I struggle so much. Cause like if I if it's supposed to be funny, I'm loving this. But it's not supposed to be funny. It's like an identity crisis I, of how it's supposed to be. <laughs> feeling so when i'm watching so- these kinds of movies i i just be like okay so you're taking it dead seriously so i cannot okay that's i take myself out of it and i have to find some sort of joy and that is my joy that's a good it's way just, to put it this is the stupidest incline. thing i've ever seen no rocks, i fucking love it no yeah. nothing and the, it's the punching sounds are so 90s like like it just sounds like oh yeah there's like it's a lot great. of they use that punching sound a lot there was one moment where they don't even like punch a person it's like they just like slam one of the suitcases shut and it sounds like a punch well you hear <laughs> uh, in the beginning when they're on house face and he's looking across at gabe you hear yeah. very faint in the background here <laughs> oh no oh no yeah, you hear it oh. gross gross <laughs> That's basically what it is. I love it. I like <laughs> it's the end of this. Listen. Oh shit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like that's, the, that's what the punches sound like. That, that's that's what you hear before as it's like fading to black on Sylvester Stallone, like <sighs> <sighs> Like I I really do th- think that this scene like the slide, the sliding down, right. punching fight scene, and like it's brutal when he is face down. His sh- his, they show his face, or like he pushes his face down, and like it would burn you, I guess. Yeah. Um. But I will watch this movie again just for that just scene. for that scene. <laughs> yes. It's it's on the level of like something that would have happened in the th- like a John Carpenter movie sure. to me. Okay. Like they when live. they show his face. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It it, re- it really is. I don't know. Well, here's scene four. So Hal sees two friends, Evan and Brett. He warns them away before Quaylen orders his men to open fire. Brett's killed while Evan is wounded, though he manages to run off the mountain and parachute to safety. Frank, who's scouting the mountain, spots Evan's parachute, gets him to safety while contacting the authorities. Gabe has an encounter in a cave and have and have to escape an explosion. Meanwhile, the mercenaries flag down Frank in the helicopter, but by the time he realizes it's a trap, it's too late. He is shot as the mercenaries split up to look for the last case. Hal stabs Delmar and escapes. Um, I I think I got to go most lovable face here. I, I don't know if I have a punchable face in this necessarily, and you guys might, but Frank's my lovable face in this. Yeah. Like the maniacal <laughs> laughing aside from the beginning, like he seems like he's sort of like 
the the dad of this group. Like he seems like such a joy to be around. Yeah, and he's just such a nice old man. He's he comes out and helps out Brett or Evan or whoever the fuck it is. Right. Shoots away the coyotes and yeah. he's just such. A, he's my lovable face. <laughs> he's, he's he's a lovable face for sure. Um, I, I feel like there's one or two of the bad guys that I could do a punchable face on, but most of them are just so for, is forgettable. Is it the British guy that that does the so- the regrettable soccer scene here? Oh yeah, dude. who is the voice of Gaz in the Modern Warfare movies? Really? Or game? Sorry. Oh my god. Like, when he, especially in that scene, I'm like, where have I heard? Yes. Especially really? like over intercoms. I'm like that's that is the modern warfare guy. Yeah, it, it was so. Oh, nice, kind of fun. And you got Leon. I, I know a lot of people might not like Leon, maybe in this, but he's probably my favorite bad guy in I, this movie. He's like, pretty good. Like when he when he comes unhinged in this scene that we're getting to, when he fights, when he's fighting, that's when he got good. the The other times was where he just seemed like he was a stunt cast, just one liners. Kind yeah, of thing. And he's like, get moving, stupid yeah. head. Yeah. We got a lot of kids waiting, so get going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I, I I like Leon. I think he is. He might be my favorite bad guy, other than the girl. Um, she's yeah, great. She's, she's good. really good. She's awesome. Um, she could roundhouse kick me anytime. I would love um, it. And uh, <laughs> uh, but I think Leon is really good. Like he his scenes play out very well. He's he he's very sinister as a bad guy. Actually, yeah. I mean we you go from cool runnings to this. I mean that's. Yeah, it's pretty dang my good. Most, my most lovable face is the, the one, the, the, the extreme guy that uh, survives, oh, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. Because he goes through the most shit, like the, especially this scene where they're like, they confront him. He's like, don't do anything. Don't, don't say anything stupid. And uh, they pull out the gun or whatever, and he starts to run. He's like, dude, dude, guns are like not chill, dude. <laughs> dude, dude make, make Nar, not war, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but make Nar, not war. Is he, that not a bumper sticker? That has to be. <laughs> Shred nar. Shred, Shred nar, nar, not nar. Not, not faces, dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, his friend gets killed. He starts to parachute down the thing, and his parachute's a Finland flag, which is where uh, Rennie Harlan's from. Oh, nice. nice. Okay. Uh, but then it gets stuck in a tree, and then it becomes the gray. Dude, You're right. it completely was. <laughs> like the it, wolves start coming after yeah. him. Am I crazy, or do they? Do we never see him again? Like, I don't, Frank, Frank rescues him, and then what the fuck happens? Yeah, I don't know. He, I mean, he's he is alive, but we don't ever see him again. Like, all we know is, you know what the problem is? Is he's in that helicopter with Frank. Oh, no. And they end up going and taking the helicopter, and he's just like, he's just <laughs> he's like, still- thank God. He's like, and he just like turns back, and he's like, Frank, when we get in, oh, oh, come on. <laughs> as as he's stuck away on from the mountain you. at the yeah. end, like he yes. actually falls, he goes, ah. <laughs> like, they're on the side of the mountain. He's like, Gabe, <laughs> Gabe, remember Nar? Nar, I'm back here. He's like, and you're kicked off the plane. You're, st- <laughs> you're, st- you're still working. Uh, like, or what if, uh, you know, maybe we we can say it more at the end. But like, one, the, the movie like ends kind of abruptly for me. But are at the same sure? time, are you sure? I don't know. Um, <laughs> we'll get there. But but what if it just like fades away and then it does like a slow fade back and it's just him hanging <laughs> in the tree? Guys, I want it. Guys, it's Will Ferrell from please. Awesome Powers. Guys. My leg's pretty broken. And it just fades out again. <laughs> and you hear. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm doing too good down here. <laughs> it's my leg is badly burned. It's starting to it smell, smell like almonds. Like almonds, which is not good. <laughs> I want, like why? And that and that's that's where I'm going with this movie. Like, 
if it is what we think it is and it's campiness like that, like just go all out, like do some funny stuff that, like that. I don't think they're going for camp. Okay, and so I, I, I feel what you're what you're saying. Like it's you know you want it to be one way or the other, but yeah, like my set, like I said, my brain just turns it off. I'm like I'm not taking this movie seriously because it's taking itself too okay, seriously. Okay. And so mm. I am I am watching this movie in a different filter. But in you're my better than I am because I'm watching I don't know. This, I'm watching this being like. What were they? Maybe this. Maybe yeah. the second time around, I do that. Okay. The first time around, maybe I am like. You. Okay. Uh, I I think I've come to kind of a revelation here of this movie, and um, you made mention, Mike, that you believe like Hal is really the one responsible for what's what's the girl's name? Sarah's death in the yep. beginning, right? Mm. I think Hal might be responsible for everyone's death in this movie. He pretty much is because there is not one moment. And maybe Jesse is responsible for a couple as well, but I'll just say this. The dude just can't keep his mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> because every single time it's like when he comes on, when he comes back down, get rid of him. And then immediately Hal is yeah. just like, go game, go game with Nick and Dutter. It's like, and, and then like, and then it comes back to, no, Frank, go get out of there. Frank, get They're just kids. Hey, Brett. <laughs> oh, hey, Cash, get out of here. No, no. <laughs> It's like, Gabe, there's a bomb right above you. Gabe, there's a bomb. Gabe, there's a bomb. You can't tell me that, like, he if he would have just, like, kept his cool and then, like, waited for the opportune moment like a hero would, yeah. <laughs> then it would have been fine. The other problem th- that also led to some deaths was he just couldn't help but, like, keep screaming and warning people in slow motion. Mm-hmm. If he would have done it in regular time. He would have probably saved it, a Frank and a couple other people. Speed up that frame rate. He, Hal. He, yeah. Hal's there yelling, and the moment it cuts to slow motion, he's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just kids. It's like, you should have been faster. Should have been faster. Did the same thing he couldn't hear you. Yeah. You, like, you can't make out what you're saying, and you're yelling too early. This is all your fault, Hal. I there, think this whole thing is your fault. There are things where I realize that, like, their their relationship's not going to work, Gabe and Jesse, um, because I know what, like, a relationship that does work, I know what that's like. Oh. If I were in front of Molly and I was able to pick up someone, bench press them upwards mm. with enough strength to drive them through a very not sharp stalactite. Right. And then I went immediately over to my wife. I was like, hey, how are you? It's going to take a couple of days before she probably talks to me. Probably yeah. processes. Like- First of all, just to understand how I could have possibly done that. Yeah. Second of all, to be like, I can't believe you did that. Yeah. Stalactites are from the ceiling. Stalagmites from the ground. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I those, have, are, uh, those are tight. Those are might. Uh, <laughs> there you so go. Uh, that's how I remember it. Getting impaled sure, <laughs> getting impaled sure isn't too stalactite, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you write that? <laughs> more, more like Stalag might just go home and forget about all this. Uh, Stalag, Stalag might nighty night. Why don't you be more like the hippie dudes in Stalag? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> this is the worst. <laughs> no. This is the worst. And then also take this. You can have both. Yeah. <laughs> Did you write that? How long did it take you on those jokes? <laughs> They come right off your head. I got to like the end where I was like, I, I can't think of any more. And so I stopped. But, um, <laughs> what he looks it? like a fucking director. Uh, I know he does. <laughs> he does. Okay, so I'm going to need you here to. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Directing is just pointing and saying stuff. Oh my God. What if he was. That was really good. What if he was just like, oh yeah, why don't you sleep stalactite? <laughs> 
Nighty night. Stalactite. Sleep. Sleep tight. Yeah. I don't want uh, it to be. I no, tested those out. I, we have a friend staying with us. I tested those out on him, and he really liked it. Yeah, nice. I know. I think. I think the general consensus is people are going to be really cool. happy. They're awesome. going to be so Should we keep excited. that in? You think? Yeah, I, I think we should definitely keep that in. We should cool. beep that. We should bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> I got it right now. I got it right now. Oh man! Oh, oh. damn! What was I going to say? Don't, uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I, I. I think I was honestly. You're right. I don't matter to this show. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa! Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, AJ, thanks. Uh, no, I, I, how did you feel about uh, Leon's like death scene though? Like, or like his death? We always talk about like deaths and like some people are like really good at dying, some actors yeah. and actresses, but then there are some that's like, I don't know, is that what happens when you get run through by a very blunt stalactite? <laughs> it's probably cold. It's probably cold. Yeah. Like, sure. I mean, I don't know. It's just a little weird. He had his own Rambo knife. That was cool. Yeah, that was pretty tight. Um, but other than that, I, I just, I, I don't know. I think it was okay. Do you think? It, it do you think in the in bit. the one whatever the five seconds before your brain fully dies, that it seems like an eternity in your brain because your brain's firing, and that it created uh, an alternate universe where he was actually a Jamaican that was on a bobsled team. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> So in his head, he was dying on the selectite, and he was picturing himself as Darius Bannock. Yeah, and sliding down a mountain. Yeah, the mountain to safety. <laughs> do you think? Yeah. Oh, the back is nice. Ooh, the back is nice. <laughs> we should do that again. <laughs> Let's do that movie again. I'm happy. I really to. liked it. I am happy too. All right. So scene five: Travers sees Gabe and gives chase. While on the surface of a frozen river, Travers is killed by Gabe. Quaylen takes Jesse hostage in the helicopter. Gabe gets him to let her go and throws the remaining money into the helicopter, making it crash. Gabe and Quaylen fight on some ropes and ladder until Quaylen falls to his death. They pull Gabe to safety as the FBI FBI agents arrive. Nice. <laughs> if if Gabe wasn't going to die um, just from not wearing a coat for right. the last three days or whatever, you know, hypothermia, it's going to be well. And l- let's just be honest. I my my cold plunge tub, uh, the temp the exterior air temperature was like twenty seven degrees for about twenty four hours, and it was seven inches thick of ice. Jeez. Mm. So the fact that this river was like a centimeter thick that they could yeah. bust through, that doesn't that doesn't check out. Mm-hmm. But the temperature of this water. And him being able to get out and not warm himself up, like he's he's fucked. Yeah. He's literally fucked. And yeah. they just do not care to address that at all. No, they 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 don't towel him off at all. They don't. And and I I mean, he gets a shirt back. Yeah, we know from right? other movies that you're supposed to take your clothes off. Right. You know, he, but he took he took that ratty sweater off in the water, <laughs> and they and just I think just so we could have a little bit of shirtless Stallone. In oh, this. of course. It's like, yeah, but let's just do it in the water. It'll kind of you know muddy it out, and then, but that's it. Like he takes off his clothes, and I think it's Hal that finds him, right? Or, or isn't it Hal, like one of them finds him? I think him. so. Yeah, and, and they don't have any other clothes to give him. <laughs> no. Why is he not just running around shirtless from here on out? And why weren't they taking the clothes of the dead people? Yeah. yeah why the weren't coats? they eating the dead people? I literally Hey, by thought, the way, have they been on this mountain for multiple nights, at least two? This is at I least think it's one. The second they day. haven't had any food at all no. or water. Well, you don't ha- in, the, in the movies, you don't have to eat or poop. Uh, I got you. Guys. Well, they did have power so. bars. The bad guys did. Oh, that's they right. They were tossing they? power bars out. Yeah, they're, they, had, they had power bars. They were trying to lose weight or drop weight from the plane. Yeah, a lot of protein um, and stuff. <laughs> I did actually have that thought. Like, maybe 
he because he takes off that that sweatshirt or something under the water, and then my 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 immediate thought was, oh, I bet he's gonna try and kill that guy for his jacket, and then he just pushes him <laughs> into the water, and he was probably like, damn it, I needed that jacket. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Well, that's, I'll figure something. Everything's out. happened so fast. Oh, God, I better go skin like a bear. Like that's what he's got. Well, you're do thinking too. Like Die Hard takes the time to address that. Like especially without his shoes and shit. Like right. so he's he's actively looking for other you know henchmen's shoes, and a lot of them don't fit, which is like a good touch for that movie. Yes. But like you're right, it not in, in this movie he's not doing that with, and so it's like. Is it just the muscle keeping you warm? I, yeah. I guess we'll have to assume. Yeah, I guess so. Like. Yeah. Um, John Lithgow has a couple of references. We, uh, we might need a new section guys for, um, AJ's pointless, like, uh, movie trivia finds. Okay. Um, we'll get a soundbite going. We'll just be like, Hey, this is pointless. Um, Ooh, this is pointless. No. So <laughs> sorry. what's the point? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> None. <laughs> Uh, we'll we'll get something out of that. that. Don't worry. So, anyways, it's um, cold right there. um, So, John Lithgow, he has a he has a couple of moments and throughout this movie, and I was I was hoping there would be a third, but I didn't I didn't find it anyways. But at one point, when Hal calls him, he's like, "You're like he's like you murderer," and he's like, "Kill a couple people, and you're a murderer. Kill a million people, and you're a conqueror." And then I was like, "Okay, neat." wherever that comes from in your non-character background we have. And then I, I rewound it, though, and he says, congratulations, you're just, your, your partner just had the most expensive uh, funeral in history. And I, I decided to look up the most expense, expensive funeral in history. Guess who it belongs to? Who? The Conqueror, Alex the Great. Look at that. Alexander the Great. Wow. Isn't that pointless, guys? That's completely pointless. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where that's where these freeze movies frame <laughs> it has, it's always a freeze frame <laughs> that that's where that's where some of these movies just take the take the time to make sure that even though it's a fine detail that someone like us won't see it after we watch these movies three times and bring it up like we talked about how much i love helicopters and in terminator 2 they went through the tiny detail to when when the fucking uh, the, the what the T one thousand is flying the helicopter, it would grow a third arm to shoot the gun so that these his other two arms are on the controls. Helicopters, you cannot take your hands off the controls. Like you just cannot do it, especially when hovering. You have to have one on the cyclic and then uh, one on the um, rotary girder. The rotary the, oh, girder. of course, the rotary yeah. girder. And the fact that multiple <laughs> times he's just like. He's yeah. not he's not only is he shooting a gun, holding a gun, but he's talking like out a window, like, hey, he's yeah. talking like through a window, through a window. <laughs> like I just I, I know that that's I know that's nitpicky, but it's also just like <sighs> I just I just want to know what's going on in that helicopter that he he feels he can do this like he's doing the knee drive thing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, you can't do it, man. <laughs> You can't. I don't Driving like it. with his knee, and then like, what if a third arm did come up, and it was like <laughs> <laughs> sipping a soda? But I love a helicopter. Another arm. <laughs> Helicopters are like the hardest thing to fly yeah. in the entire world, and it seems like in movies, like multiple people know how to fly. Anyway, at, at all given times, they, they they never never anywhere in their plans was there going to be a helicopter, and two people in their group could fly. Yeah, it really God. well. 
Thank yeah, God. He kills his bitch. Yeah. That's like, fucking uh, crazy. Looks He's, like I'm the only pilot. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I, know if I that was necessary could. either. <laughs> what is that? His accent? Is no, that, no, no, I'm is John. That, that was completely necessary. <laughs> I'm John Lithgow. <laughs> I'm a pilot of a helicopter. I'm the only pilot. <laughs> Hi, That's I'm a, John Lithgow. I'm John Lithgow. <laughs> do, <laughs> do it again. I'm the only pilot of the helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my money. Yeah, <laughs> it's close. There's right? a little, there's a little James Cagney really in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. See? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I do. I, I, I wish that a moment like this, because I think they tried to do it with maybe the guy who got shot and they threw out the airplane, right? But. It wasn't impactful enough. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. <laughs> um, but for him to go and like betray like the person that you would think that he's not going to betray. Doesn't he even say like, ah, I should marry you or something? Yeah, like he's like, that. you're like, going to make a fine wife to somebody yeah. one day. It's like, yeah, I don't know. The sexual tension's not even, <laughs> it's very weird um, between those two, pe- those two characters. However, it's like, that's, a, that's an incredibly sinister moment yeah. for yeah. his character. And I wish something like that would have had the Im- the proper impact earlier on in the movie. Yes. Yeah. And that would have, I think, would have really helped develop him as a really, like, scary, scary and it would have explained why his henchmen are like, yes, sir, anything yeah. you say, yeah. sir. True. Like, they're all holding guns at the ready, and they're taking direct orders from him without question yeah, all the time. I think it's you're like, right. It would have been a little bit more impactful yeah. earlier. Like, now, and now we see it now, and we're just like, Okay. Yeah. Fuck. Travers like, is more scary than yeah. than him than the dude to I me. Agree. <laughs> like Travers is like, holy shit, this guy's unhinged. Yeah. And I think I think Travers he's he's just got this uh he's got the most on the line, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Clearly. When, when it really comes down to it, and that's what makes him a little bit more scary is because he could fly off the handle at any moment. Like when he's he, talking to uh Lithgow on the radio and he's like by himself, he's got the tracker or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like flipping out. I'm like, yeah, I got you now, stupid. I was like, I thought he was going to like turn on Lithgow or Quaylen and like maybe help out Gabe and mm-hmm. Hal or something like that. And then so he's kind of like crossed with Quaylen now. And so why does he still want to kill Gabe? <laughs> Right, like he still fires at Gabe, and it's like he thinks he's screwed. Like no matter what, either way, he's well, yeah. done at this point. You so know? you he just could lie. So you're thinking maybe he's just like going out on a blaze of glory. Just oh like, yeah, I'll he's kill like, everyone. I'm just gonna kill everybody yeah. trying to find that money. Because yeah, I mean he's he's basically by himself now. Like how's he getting off this mountain? Yeah, yeah. no, but he's gonna die either. He's either going to jail for the rest of his life or getting killed. Yeah, like so he's got to figure something out. Which which almost kind of seems like uh, almost like that character as as good as. As good as he, as good as that character was, and it was portrayed, it almost seemed like it was just thrown away, a little bit, <laughs> kind of, y- you know. And I think that kind of speaks a little bit about, honestly, the wrapping of this movie, <laughs> because, you know, the, the FBI's still on their way in, <laughs> like they did kill Lithgow, you know, they they killed Quaylen, they're just sitting there, and roll credits, and yeah. you're just like, it's okay, it's probably what. 30 seconds from when Quaylen dies to like rolling credits. Yeah. yeah. It's it's <laughs> yeah. just sort of like nothing, not even a like they and they finally made it to dinner. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, can't we see that or anything? <laughs> Hal's got a new girlfriend, and it's like I bet that's why Hal took that call so immediately, like ready. He heard a, a stranded woman on the mountain. He's, oh. like, he's like, oh, I can help. I can help. I haven't been laying forever. I'm in bro country right now. Yeah. Walk, never Walker party of three, three, right? Three. three. <laughs> uh, no, sorry about Sarah. <laughs> oh, hey, by the way, sorry about. Sarah. Oh man, uh, it's Gabe yeah. Walker, right? I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Walker, uh, Walker. Like, they finally made it to dinner. <laughs> they made their reservation. <laughs> oh my God, that that might be belt worthy. I'm going to be honest. No, with you. no, no, um, no, no, no. I I was looking for it to give it to you in the moment, but it was all the way over there, and yeah, I gave it's, up. No, it's, um, Sean's got the double. Like the double's hard to take <laughs> the away. The doubles because they both have to come away. <laughs> it's, it's a negative and a positive. It's, <laughs> yeah, it cancels itself out. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Um, magnets, you know, they attract. How do they work? Uh, oh. The I, I guess the only thing the other thing I would say is um I, I feel like of all the great moments of action in this, it's it really comes down to like I feel like their final battle on the on this helicopter hanging off the cliff is it's you know where it's going and how things are gonna finish and it's it like became overly predictable for the last like five minutes of this movie mm-hmm. where we really didn't have much it just it was just like cool we're all, we're all done yep that's it yeah so i don't know it's it's just set piece after set piece and yeah. that's what i think that's kind of what you get with these action adventure movies you know um and, but yeah and then it it wraps up like this and it has to wrap up in a great way for you and it mm-hmm. i guess it does sort of yeah. for a, a large general audience like that's going to be going to see this movie i don't know yeah i'll I have more to say in my final rating, I guess. By the way, just final note, he didn't have to jump off the cliff and catch the ladder. He could have just ducked. (laughs) And he would have just flown right over him. It's fine. But he decided to (laughs) jump off a cliff. Or maybe just run away from the cliff or just the helicopter's fall. Or it's like, oh, no, that helicopter's coming this way. I'll go this way. Like, I'll just turn left. Yeah. Like, that's all that... You didn't have to go... Off the cliff. It, it, again, it's <laughs> he's just hypothermic. Like, <laughs> he hasn't eaten or drank in three days. No, yeah, he's he's malnourished. He's malnourished. He's dehydrated. Yep. He's he's got early on early onset hypothermia. Whatever. I mean, he's in no condition to fight John Lithgow. Nope. So well, one last thing for me too, I guess too. But like, it's him with the briefcase and Lithgow in the helicopter, and he's like, "Get closer, get closer." And so he sends up the money, and it gets caught up in that shit too. So then I'd just be like, all right, fuck that guy. Let's get off this mountain. Like, I know he's in a helicopter, but you can't, like, hide behind, like, a rock or something. Like, let's wait till he fucking runs out of gas, and then we'll fucking leave. <laughs> Do you have to, like, take him down right now? He's in a helicopter. I'm not You're- sure that, a, that, like, a bag of money will take down a helicopter either. I'm, I don't <laughs> yeah. know if that's true. It's, well, it's, it's not going to take down the helicopter, and if anything's going to happen, by the way, if you're John Lithgow, it's like, well, that was the last of the money. Well, see you guys later. And then you just point, leave. You well, got literally get out of all of his leverage was just, you know, swiped up into a, a paper ripper thing. You know, yeah. paper ripper. Yeah, paper that's what they called. Yeah. Um, but like that's his leverage. And so why why don't you just like throw it off the top of the mountain or whatever and have Lithgow go get it? Yeah. Like fuck that guy. Let's leave. Yeah. It, it just seems like poor choices and like hey we need to finish this movie. Yeah. Just like we should finish this episode. Well, we need to finish this episode. <laughs> Perfect timing. We got to give this a modern day rating. Sean, we'll start with you after this critical rewatch. What do you think about this thing, man? I think this movie's fine. Uh, I I think it's way too long for what it needs to be. Um, I think it 
overstays its welcome a lot. I'm not really stoked about a lot of the character development in the movie. Don't really need much of it, to be honest. Um, I think Rennie Holland shoots a, a great action movie. He's a great action director. Um, for what for what it is, it's fine. Um, yeah, I just think that it's kind of uh, a little bloated, and uh, I think it could have been trimmed down a little bit, and uh, I probably would have really liked it. But in the end, this movie's fine. It's a 5.9. 5.9. AJ, what about you, man? This is a movie... I never thought I would say these words, guys. Um, like I would ever think about saying these words, but if there was a, if there's a Razzie out there for like laziest wardrobe, it would go to this movie <laughs> because like at no point like we're not thinking about the conditions. Nobody has a stocking cap on this nope. entire movie, like not even professional climbers. So nobody's dressed for the weather, and then most of them are just wearing the exact same thing the whole time. Like even when even when Stallone like like when after the initial incident and then he comes back eight months later, Jesse's still wearing the same thing, the same outfit. Like it's, it, there's nothing, I know that's a weird nitpick, but like, I think it's a good overall idea or like feeling of this movie. It's like, there's just a point where it kind of got lazy, even though we had some of the most quite literally the most amazing action sequences in film. And and some of the greatest, some of the greatest, uh, you know, sets and and uh, where this has taken place, you know, locations. I think it's really, really well shot. I think it's really well put together. But again, there are just moments that just seem lazy in this. And it was like, thank God, Stallone, you know, had a good blockbuster with this because somehow this seems like a, a cash grab in the way a sequel would be for me. Um, so. I, I I don't love the movie necessarily, but I will watch it if it's on for specific parts. But once this hits into the third act, I kind of don't care anymore. And that's never a good sign for me. So I think I'm going to be... Um, I think I'm going to be in there at a... Oh, man. You give it a 5.9. I think I'm going to give this a 5.8. 5.8 for AJ. You guys you guys hit it for me. Like uh, that opening scene is one of the greatest in film history. The rest of it just like uh, it just falls apart for me. It doesn't really do what I wished it would have done. I I went back. I gave <clears throat> I gave over the over the top a 5. Gave Cobra a 4.9. I'm going to slide this in at a 4.8. Is where I feel about this movie. So that is a 5.5 for us guys on the scale. That's going to be fairly low. Uh, you look at a 5.5, that's going to be bottom 15, bottom 20. Interestingly enough, that's going to fall in right below Teen Wolf, right above Cobra. We do feel like, and you did this you did this to us, Sean, so I tried to bring it down, but I'm I gave sorry. Cobra an 8. Well, then AJ did it to us. What did I? I don't know what I gave Cobra. Sorry, guys. Maybe we'll revisit. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Well, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks for being here. Tune in next week as we discuss Office Space. Followed by our Mount Rushmore finalizing moment, The Replacements, to bring Keanu Reeves where he deserves. If you're new to the podcast, go back this time last year, Teen Wolf. Good episode. Lots of fun. Learn more about the guy jacking off in the final scene. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Fucking rules. Pretty cool. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Talk about guys jacking off in the final scene. Wasn't any of that in Cliffhanger. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode and watching it on YouTube. Uh, we're here in the new studio on YouTube, having a good old-fashioned time. We really appreciate you guys watching. We appreciate you leaving us a review. Just drop us five stars, guys. Uh, we love watching those numbers climb up. It really helps us out uh, on those platforms, whether it be Spotify or Apple. And uh, by the way, check us out on social media because social media, you can find us at Confused Breakfast. Just search Confused Breakfast, Confused Breakfast guys. Confused Breakfast, okay? Search for Confused Breakfast and check out all those fun things that these guys are doing. Confusedbreakfast.com. You can check out our <laughs> merch. You can see our shirts. You can see whatever we have on those shirts and you can buy them. Uh, no It'll come to you. Um, <clears throat> you can get some koozies at uh, Not Your Father's Beer Shirts uh, on his Instagram. You, you can got go some to, carabiners there. You can get some carabiners. Go to confusedbreakfast.com as well to see the ratings of the movies that we've done. See AJ's ratings, see my ratings, see Mike's ratings, see the show's ratings overall. Goodbye. I love you. We're produced by the Upload Media Group in Cedar Rapids. We got to Craig on the controls. Learn more at uploadmediagroup.com. And we are we are on the Cloud 10 <laughs> iHeart Podcast Network. Learn more at cloud10.fm. That's it for us. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.